Hello, hello, and welcome back to Dating Will Be the Death of Me. I'm your host, Amanda, and today we have an awesome uh, duo that will be joining us for the second part of the episode. We're going to be joined by Kiki and Cabo, who are from Netflix's 20-somethings in Austin. They were just two people that I instantly, you know, kind of got the vibe from that I would, you know, have a lot in common with them, be able to talk to them about self-love and, and dating and, and stuff like that. So we will have Kiki and Cabo joining us to talk a little bit about life um, and their podcast because they do have a podcast that I will let them shout out because uh, if you want just like a lighthearted, fun podcast with two friends talking to each other, their podcast is is that. And, you know, sometimes I'll listen to, listen to it on my way to work in the morning and it just puts me in a good mood, which is, you know, something that I need at 5.30 in the morning driving to school. So we will hear from them shortly. But I just wanted to do a little update. So big things are happening in my life, which I'm excited to tell you guys about. I just actually moved into my own apartment. So I will be living the solo life, which I'm excited about. It's going to be an adjustment for sure. But just to be in my own space has been, um, it's different. Like knowing you know, all of the space is mine. I can put anything wherever I want and, you know, not really feel contained to just one room. I've been so lucky. I've had great roommates. I actually lived with Rudy for a little bit. I live with my best, or I just moved out from living with my best friend. So I've been really lucky when it comes to roommates, but moving out on my own, I think is just the the next step that I needed to take, especially getting towards, oh, it's actually, I'm in my last year of my, my twenties. So I don't know, kind of felt like a, a step in the right direction towards like moving up and moving on. So I am, uh, you know, just settling in. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that next week when I'm on vacation, I'll really just start to settle in, get decorated. One of my favorite things to do is like arrange and decorate. So that will be something fun. For me to be doing um, in addition to obviously this podcast which i love doing but i'll also have my own space now to do that from i have a little desk set up right now and i have some super basic um, inspirational signs but i also have some nice flowers that are on the table and yeah i'm just in my own space and it feels good i feel i feel good about it so um other than that not much has been going on in terms of dating I've been busy, you know, planning for a move and then actually moving is exhausting. I I don't even, like my eyes are so tired right now, but thankfully I took the day off from work to be able to move and to be able to settle in enough that I can spend my first night here. So, you know, even though I am tired, I'm just really grateful to be mostly done with um, the heavy lifting and, and the tough stuff. Now it's like the fun part of the move. So because of that, I haven't been on many dates, but I have a, I told two people this, so I'm going to stick to it because they can hold me accountable. But in this new place, I am saying no exes. I'm not inviting anyone over who is an ex. Then they're done that. You know, it's a new space, an independent space, and I don't want to invite people into it that have, 
you know, wronged me or that I have a bad past with, or even that I just have a past with, I think it's important to kind of move on. So in moving into a new space, I'm telling myself no exes, none of the people that I talked about in my last episode, which was all about exes. So my friends that I have told to that to hold me accountable, all of my podcast listeners hold me accountable because yeah, like I said, I think it's important just to move on and what better way to do that than in a totally new space with only good vibes and only good energy and no exes. So I'm confident I can stick to that. I got this. I'm not weak. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, so I'm still on the apps. You know, just we'll see what happens over the next few weeks. Like I said, I have vacation next week, so I will be more available. But I'm going to be ch- try to be more intentional with choosing to spend my time with people who are going to, you know, make me feel good and make me feel like my energy is going towards something that um, I get enjoyment from. And, you know, it's fun to go on first dates every once in a while, but when it feels like it was a bust, it almost feels like you wasted time. And nothing is a waste of time. I have a really good friend who tells me that, like, it's an experience that you can learn from. But, you know, with just being so busy the past few days and past few weeks, you really kind of um, are more picky with where you spend your time because you have less of it to, to go around. So I've been spending, you know, time with friends and family. And I think, you know, that is filling up my my happiness cup a lot more than just going on first dates with people that I, I might not vibe with or I might not, you know, enjoy the time. So there are some people that I've been in touch with that I've known for a while. Um, and I'm, you know, choosing to put my time and energy into those people because they've proven that, you know, they are going to be fun and, you know, enjoyable to hang out with and, you know, actually care to get to know me or care to, to ask about my day and have a conversation rather than just try to like do that awkward first date thing or, you know, just try to like hook up or something like that. So I'm going to be more intentional with where I spend my time and where I spend my energy because oh, I like, I don't know what I've been doing before all of this hectic craziness, but just, you know, having a little bit extra on my plate has been draining and I'm grateful that, you know, the, the hard part of this move is over with. I'm grateful that I took today off because I don't know how much I would have been able to give my kids today. Um, so yeah, that's just kind of where I'm at now. But after the break, we are going to be joined by our my two fabulous guests, uh, Kiki and Cabo. So stay tuned because it's going to be good. Okay, so we are joined by our two wonderful guests. Um, so I'm going to let you both introduce yourselves. Um, Kiki, if you want to start. Hi, everyone. It's Kiki or Keanu, or my nickname is Kiki. Hi, everyone. It's Natalie. So excited to be here. Awesome. Well, thank you both for joining. And I'm Amanda. Um, so I wanted to have Kiki and Natalie on just to to kind of talk about your experience on Netflix's 20 some 20 somethings in Austin. That's hard to say. I don't have like struggle every time. Um, and then just kind of talk about because you're well, you both have a podcast together. Um, so do you want to tell everyone a little bit about that? Yeah, so we're Kiki and Cabo and we have a podcast called Hopeful and Horny. 
And Kiki can tell you a little bit about why it's called Hopeful Morning. <laughs> I love the name. I do think of credit. Natalie came up with our title. It's a good um, one. <laughs> so if you see us on Netflix, uh, spoiler alert is that Natalie and I just bond and become best friends. And I just feel like she's so open, which lets me be so open. And we feel like a lot of our supporters were like the same kind of people and they wanted more from us. And so we came up with Hope One Horny in that in our podcast. We are like the least experienced people in like dating in the bedroom, yet people ask us for advice. So we just think it's so comical. And so our podcast, I think it's a mix of us trying to give advice, but then we end up asking our viewers for advice and then just following up with everyone each week. And then so that's more of our horny side, our dating life, <laughs> what's going on. And then hopeful is just continuing our lives, our career, our friendship. Anything I missed, Natalie? No, that was perfect. I'm like, can I write this down? <laughs> that was great. Um, so I want to talk more about the podcast because I I was saying um, I did like a little intro. And when I listened to you on my way to work, it puts me in a, in a good headspace. I'm a, I'm a teacher. Um, so I obviously can't talk about certain things at school. Um, so it's, it's just interesting hearing from you guys and just, it puts me in a good mood and I need that definitely to, before I go to school. Um, but so in the show, you guys connect like, well, in, in life, in real life, you guys connected so quickly. Like, what do you think it was about each other that made the connection so quick and easy? I think for me, it was just like, Kiki was so adorable and I was like, wait, what? This guy is unreal. <laughs> Um, but he just seemed out of the bat so genuine, like kind of like I can pick up when someone's like trying to be something they're not or like try to play it cool. He's just like, I'm awkward and I'm me. And I was like, <laughs> me too. And so it just was an automatic connection because I was like, I I need someone on my same wavelength. And yeah. I, it was day one. I remember it is shown when I come out. Natalie's part of that first group. And I just remember Natalie being so like, you know, the experience was a lot. And I remember like from the moment we stepped foot in the house, she was just so open about like, you know, she's there to live her best authentic life, which is like my mission in life. Yeah. And so she was just so inspiring. And then I just feel like I could tell her anything. And like, she was just so real. And I, I feel like, I don't know. It's like the kind of people you want in your life. And, no, and it's like, we, we haven't even seen each other this weekend. I'm like getting teary eyed. Cause I'm like, we haven't even talked no. for the weekend, but we just connect so well, you know, like, I know. I'm, I'm too dependent on her. <laughs> I love him. No, we, okay. So for the listeners, Kiki and I have not talked this whole week. Like this is the first time I see him or talk to him in like days. So I'm just like smiling a lot. <laughs> Sorry. I don't mean to like interrupt your moment. Oh, no. <laughs> It's, it was cool to see because you definitely, you meet people like that and the connection is so instant. And it was cool to like watch it happen to someone else. Um, and I thought it was so, it was so powerful to like watch you, Kiki, like come out and on TV. I feel like that's, I can't even imagine um, what, what was that like? Like, did you know that you were going to that space to like embrace that part of, of your life or? Yes. Like I knew a big part of me my journey and like when I was interviewing for the opportunity it was you know I haven't been able to live a life where I was out so I knew that was going to be like a big part of my journey but it definitely was like accelerated I remember like 
uh, I was debating, should I wait a week, like, you know, get them to know me and then share that information where then it was like 10 minutes, I'm by the pool and <laughs> Natalie and Bruce and Abby and I'm telling them I'm gay. And then the next week is when I have my first kiss. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like I thought I was gonna have my first kiss at the end of this experience. And right. it was like second, maybe third week. And so it was just very, I don't know. I was kind of, I felt like just thrown and had to learn how to swim, but I think it was like, like a baby bird. I needed that little push to yeah. like help me fly. Did you feel like Austin? I mean, I, I only have been to Austin for, I think I was there for five days and it seems like a super accepting and like welcoming place. So it, it's almost like that was a perfect spot to do it. And it seems like everyone was so accepting and, and nice in your group. Um, yes. So where are you both from again? Are you California? No. I'm from Miami, Florida. You're from Miami. Okay. And then I grew up in a small town in Texas, and then I was working in Arkansas for about five years. So I moved from Arkansas to Austin. Wow. Okay. Um, where, so where, I, are you, where do you live? I live in Boston, Massachusetts. Okay, oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like it. it is, it's accepting, but it's also, it's known as one of the most racist cities. So mm. it kind of has this like progressive, maybe veneer. And then when you dig deeper, um, it's, it does have a lot of like, like there's a lot of towns that are very, you know, kind of backwards. Um, I actually work in, in a pretty like conservative town, um, which is kind of why I, I've stayed there is because I feel like I'm making a difference in what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah. but um, Miami, I feel like is more similar to, to Austin where it's like more accepting or. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in Miami, if you're not like, Okay, to say this way, if you're white in Miami, you're, you might, like, you're the, you're, you're the minority. Yeah. 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 Definitely, like, um, so, there's so much diversity in Miami. It's, like, that's why when I, like, moved out of Miami, I was, like, wait, what? Like, I'm, oh, wow, I'm not the majority? It was, it was a crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, Natalie missed the diversity. And then I remember I found out, like, she's had multiple gay friends. Like, wait, I'm not your only, your oh, first gay friend. Yeah. She's, like, no. <laughs> But you're the you're her favorite, obviously, right? Oh, oh my god, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, um, Bradley. Her <laughs> Texas favorite, right? You don't know anyone else in Texas. My bestie, Kiki. <laughs> oh, um. So, did you guys feel like, or what was the process like to get on the show? Because I, I honestly, when I went into it, I watching it, I didn't know if I was gonna like it because just the premise, like a group of twenty somethings just going to Austin. I'm like. They could be really annoying, but I feel like everyone on the show is so awesome. Like I was really invested in everything that I was watching. So what was it like to actually get on the show? Everyone was different. You can go first, Natalie. Oh, okay. Um, for me, like I, so I had a, um, applied for another show before. It was like a competitive game show oh. and the casting director for that show remembered me. And so He's the one that contacted me about the show and told me about it. And I was like, wait, this show is like, it's not going to be fun. It's going to be like life. Okay. And I was like, okay, I'm definitely a fine. Thank you for telling me. And I ended up getting in. So, yeah. I was the like traditional, well, I saw TikTok casting um like video. Okay. And I was like, I didn't believe it. So I went to Instagram and I saw the same one. 
and I asked my friend, I'm like, should I apply for this? And she was like, 100%. And it was like an interview process all summer. Okay. That's really cool. I I always just love to find out like about the the background stuff, like the, the stuff that viewers don't see. No, I'm also, I've been like lately more open or advocating is, so I technically, I was told originally I was an alternate. So I was one of the last to know I was coming. So I always tell people if you're an alternate, like stay on that list or, you know, keep like having hope or even second chances. I'm big now on like giving people second chances because I was like, if I didn't get like a second chance or if I wasn't pulled from the alternate, I would never have like experienced this. That's a good point because sometimes it can feel like, like a, an already failure, like, oh, I'm just the alternate. But like, yes. if you didn't stick with it, then you wouldn't have had, you wouldn't have met Natalie and you wouldn't have had like this life-changing experience. Yes. Which bring, brought you to creating a podcast. So what what made you guys do that? Um, I like Kiki said that the fans, they were bombarding <laughs> us. Like we need a spinoff. You need it. You and Kiki need to do a YouTube channel. We need more from you guys. What's going on? Like, I don't. I don't even remember how many times someone was like, "Where's the spinoff? Like, you need a spinoff." So Kiki and I were thinking, and we're like, "Well, we're not gonna get a show, so we should do our own thing." Um, and so we thought about it, and um, we would have phone conversations and just crack up, like just talking to each other. And we're like, "Do you think the fans would want to hear this?" And then we're like, "Yeah." So yeah, we do. We <laughs> I'm like, have to brag on Natalie. I'm like, on the show, she, of course, is so funny, but in person, like, she's the same. And so I was like, I knew people would love, what she tells me, I'm like, people would love to hear this. And then I ask her, like, all these crazy questions and she answers them. So I was like, we were staying up. We'd have these calls from like midnight to three in the morning. And we're like, okay, we need to make something of this. Like, yeah, let's let's make people listen to us. And like, yeah, (laughs) I think it's so awesome. Like, you're so sex positive which is not something that I feel like a lot of podcasts I listen to are. Um, so I feel like it's really, it's cool to listen. Cause I, I started with your first episode. Um, it's either the first or second episode where you talk about like pictures of yourself. Yeah. And I'm like, that's just so cool. I never would have thought like, yeah, that's a thing. And then- have you tried it yet? No, I don't want to blast you. Up. No, 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 no. But so my thing is, I think, I think it's really cool that you guys are so open about it because society you. has told us to not be. Right. And I know. Yeah. No, but I haven't I tried think- it, but it, like put the idea in my head. I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's also like, I thank you so much for saying that because I remember Kiki knows that first recording. I was like, everyone is going to hate me. I'm going to be known as like this. I'm going to get canceled. I'm like this shameful person because like you know like that whole religious and cultural conditioning starts creeping back in yeah in your bed and so without like the show and the support it's hard to continue that journey but having kiki to push me and everyone all the listeners being like thank you for being so open it helps a lot so thank you for saying that yeah is there anything that you feel like you've said that you wish you didn't say or like that you didn't open up about because it is it's scary like you don't know who's listening. So right. does that ever cross your mind? Like, I wish I didn't say that or wow, if they now they know a lot about me. Yeah, I think like, so Kiki and I, we have a very like safe and open space. So I know that like when we're recording, 
if there's anything you want to delete, like we're allowed to, because yeah. again, it's mental health comes first, but it's in a way of like, we are going to make sure that like, we're being, we're pushing ourselves to, you know, open discussion up because a lot of people don't have that opportunity or too scared or don't have the capacity to be vulnerable. So I do think like, oh my God, maybe I shouldn't have said that. But whenever I get like good feedback or people saying thank you and all that, it just takes the anxiety away. And I'm like, you know what, as long as I'm being honest, I don't think I could ever go wrong. So. And Natalie's really supportive because we'll, you know, we're the editors, we're behind everything. And then we'll I'll still be like, wait, like I said this, I'm scared to like post that. And she's like, no, like you're being real. And then sometimes it's stuff that it's just not normal to talk about day to day but I think because people don't talk about it they're not educated on it and yeah. so we're like well and that's the biggest that's like my most the feedback I love to get is when people are like I relate to that but I would never share it and so it was just yeah. nice to like help start that conversation I remember when I was like you know exploring my sexuality and that whole journey I I felt so much shame and I felt like a freak and I was mm -hmm. like am I the only one that feels that way? And so I guess by me being so open, I hope like, like anyone listening can be like, Oh my God, like I'm into that too, or I'm this way as well. So they don't feel like so different or feel like there's should be something they should be ashamed about. So that's really the goal with that. I, I think that's so, so important. Cause I felt, I felt like that so many times throughout my life. Cause I love my family, but we grew up, very, you know, you don't talk about sex. I, my, yeah. my parents never had a sex talk with me. Same. So yeah, it's like, you're figuring out stuff on the playground. You're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> That's well, like the true. future. It's scary. And then you don't, it's almost like you're misinformed too, because you don't know what is like, okay. Or like, what's, you know, what you should expect. So then you're maybe thrown into a situation and don't know how to best protect yourself or, or advocate for yourself. So I think yeah. it is super important. And then literally within the past three years, I feel like I've gotten more open just talking about my like sex life with friends that I've known for years. And yeah. it's once you open that door, it's like, oh, everyone kind of wants to talk about it. It's just right. taboo for whatever reason. It's so refreshing and relieving to just be able to talk to people and it ha be like a mature and like normal thing because then you just keep it inside and you start like, I don't know, you start questioning yourself, but yeah. that's why Kiki and I were always so open because we need that outlet. So yes, absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. And I mean, therapy is huge for that too, but it's different when you can, it's, it's someone in your life that you're like, I love you. I connect with you. And you've had the same experience that I had so much shame for, or, you know, yes. felt like I was yeah. told I can't talk about. So I, I love literally just, and you guys do have so much fun with it. So it's yeah. not like a shameful thing at all. So I think listening to that, like I said, it puts me in such a good mood. Cause I'm like, yes, like <laughs> it's oh. not just me. Like, no. So it's super cool. And I appreciate you guys for being so open and like putting, putting yourselves out there. Cause I think it, you guys know from people's feedback it, it does make a difference yes thank, thank you. you yeah no thank you guys um is there so what is are you both dating single living the you don't have to answer it if you're not comfortable no oh, we're comfortable okay okay <laughs> we're so disappointed <laughs> 
Um, we Natalie and I haven't recorded this week, so I'm like, I have updates. No boyfriend, but okay. We are trying to put ourselves out there, just kind of failing miserably. (laughs) But that's part part of the journey, right? Yeah. 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 It's apparently it's like the the biggest part of the journey is (laughs) the failures and the like, do do you guys have just bad experiences a lot? Oh my God. I'm like a magnet. I'm a magnet for trash men. I don't know why. Girl, same. Horrible. I'm like, how do how do women i mean people in general do it like oh especially when you have such so many bad eggs in a row i'm mm-hmm. like god <laughs> like and i don't know if it's like cuz maybe i'm cuz i'm attracted to some i don't know subconsciously something but yeah i've had really bad experiences and so that's why i'm like trying to be more cautious and also like intentional with who i want to pursue because i'm really done with like being hurt or like being treated without respect so that's why i'm going very slow and i am going to find someone soon because even just like hooking up with someone you don't want it to be an asshole you know like (laughs) right like a simple thing during sex can give you like insecurity for years you know so i'm just being very like cautious and all that but whoever i find that fits like the box is going to be super pleasantly surprised because I'm so ready to release it. I'm horny. Oh it. my God. <laughs> if you're out there, get ready. <laughs> hey, that might help your case, right? <laughs> Put it out there. Sure. What about you, Kiki? I'm like, I don't know. It's always, it's like if they like me, it's like a turn off. I'm just kidding. Natalie's always like, <laughs> Natalie's like, you always like what you can't have. It's like okay. the guy yep. isn't giving me attention. I also though, live with my um, best friends right now. We have two kids, and I'm I'm trying to move to Austin. Okay. So I feel like, at least fingers crossed, once I like have my own like bachelor pad or in the city you know i have multiple dates right because i'm like yeah. someone stopped me the other day on the trail they're like oh my gosh have you dated since the show and i like stopped and think thought for a moment like i have not been on one date since the show like that's so sad i was like no no you're and then working they felt on bad <laughs> yeah no it is it's hard i so i actually just moved into my own place and i'm hoping mm-hmm. that that will give me like the independence but i'm i'm with you natalie like even I've, I've been trying to be intentional for the past, I feel like year or so. Mm-hmm. And when I think I am, I still, I still right. come across these assholes. Like I was on yeah. a date last Friday and it was going great. And, you know, he checked all the boxes that are important to me, like, you know, dedicated to family and hardworking. Um, all our whole conversation was going so well. And then he ended up coming over, we were watching a movie and then He's just like, will you suck my dick? And I was like, no. Oh my God, Amanda, like, how frustrating. Yeah, it was oh. out of nowhere. And I was like, no. And then he basically like was a child and, and you know, threw a little hissy fit and left. Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> dodged a bullet, bro. No, yes. I, I, dodged a bullet. I, I told my coworker who is so like, she just, you know, imparts wisdom on me all the time. And I was like, it just felt like a waste of time. I wasted a whole Friday. And she said, it wasn't a waste. It was a chance for you to grow, a chance for you to learn. But because if I didn't find out then, I would have found out down the road. So absolutely. But yep. yeah, I was just so like, 
there's these uh, there's these two um, other women we wanna they we didn't get on their podcast, but I was they went been trying to reach out to Natalie and I. They call it doing research, and that cracks oh. me up. They're like, we're going out tonight. We're doing research. One is single, one's married. Okay. But I'm like, so that was you doing research. So I like exactly that. Exactly what said. It's just part of the journey. For sure. I like that because that sounds like productive. <laughs> yes, exactly. It helps. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I mean, yeah, doing research for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there any other than you know trying to like be more intentional? Are there things that you have learned help you like in your dating or things that you like, okay, a hundred percent, like that's a huge red flag or a huge turnoff. Right. I, so I had a really bad experience with someone who was like kind of a narcissist. Like it was kind of like an abusive thing, like emotionally abusive thing. Mm -hmm. So a huge red flag for me now is when someone's too perfect. Like, if oh, okay. someone's coming off as, like, the perfect guy or, like, love bombing where it's, like, they're showing you so much affection and it's, like, you're amazing. Like, you're the first girl I've ever felt this way about. Then that triggers a red flag for me because I'm, like, okay, dude, how many times have you said this to people, you know? Yeah. So I think I it's, it's ironic because I'm, like, my red flag is not having red flags <laughs> in the beginning. So I... And that's just because of my experience. So I, I'm very cautious now. I'm like, you're hot. You have a great job. You're super sensitive. You listen like, where's the catch? Yeah. And then I start getting a little nervous. But other than that, yeah, I just like, I really go by like my gut feeling. I think I have a really good sense of people. And so I, for me, it's more like, how did I feel when I was around them? Mm -hmm. That's how I go, what I go by. What about you, Kiki? Red flags. Um, do I have red flags, Natalie? I will say I have a lot to catch her up on. But after this weekend, I'm wondering if, and this is sober me. I'm like, truck me is very different. Like this weekend, <laughs> I, text, I texted yeah. Nat and Roxy. I was like, have you ever seen a guy and just been like horny all of a sudden? Yes. Um, so I'm like, when I'm drinking, I'm kind of a different person. But I kind of was like, not giving every guy intention, but, like, also any guy that would, like, text or notice me, like, create this love story or be after them. But I'm kind of like, I, I want a successful guy or a guy that's going to treat me well and, like, kind of, like, maybe want to hold off until I find someone that's, like, amazing or special. But at the same time, I'm still very new. Like, I haven't, I don't feel like I've had fun or, like, a hoe face. So sometimes <laughs> I'm, like, I want to have, like, two dates in one week, you know, or. Yes. I yeah, don't know. Yeah. But also this weekend, I just reflected on, like, finding someone that is, like, going to be amazing. It'll happen. Yeah. It'll definitely happen. What are green flags? Like, because I think that's – I'm trying to focus more on things like that. Like, oh, okay. what do I yeah. look for rather than what do I avoid? Yes. Which is easy to say. I feel like it's it's harder to actually do. But what are things that you're like, yep, checks a box, checks a box? I love someone that's educated. Like, I think I just – and someone who I like, and you probably as a teacher, like my whole life, I said, I'm always going to be learning. Mm -hmm. And so I love someone that's able to like, just like tell me facts. And it's going to be something, a subject I don't even care about, but just like someone that's like passionate and educated about like a field or I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I also like in that same vein, I love someone who's passionate because it means like you have bigger for life. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, it's, yeah. it's like passion for something other than like 
going out to the bars every weekend and you know because right. <laughs> I oh, I love going out but like I feel like there's been a few people that I've dated who all they're trying to do is get to Friday or Saturday so they can go out to the same bars and see the same people and do the same things and like that's lost its appeal for me um yeah <laughs> I'm like, I'm recording with the people from 20-somethings and I'm in my last year of my 20s. Like, I think I've changed so much in my 20s and being 29 now, I look back at like 23 me and the things that were red flags and green flags for me back then. And it made sense because my goals were different. But right now it's, I do love someone who's passionate about, even if it's, you know, something like you said, Kiki, like that I'm not interested in, like teach me how to change the oil in my car, teach me, you know, you know, something sure. that you're pa- passionate about because seeing other people excited about something like makes me excited. Yes, exactly. Yes. I feel like that's huge. Um, no, you got me thinking too. Cause I was like, I feel, even though I'm still like newly out, I feel like a younger version of me was like, what kind of job do you have? We're now like, I'm almost going to be 32 in like two years, but I'm like, it's more like, okay, like, where are you at in your career? What are your goals? Because it's like, we're adults now. (laughs) And I think, I don't know if you guys have this experience. So moving in by myself, I think my parents were so freaked out for that reason of like me being alone. But I think they're still in the mindset that I'm supposed to be with someone. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. Do you guys feel that pressure? Oh my God. Well, my family is weird. Like, they don't feel the pressure of me having to be with someone, but they're like, definitely like, you're not leaving the house unless you're married. Okay. Like, so it's like, yeah. Like, I mean, they don't mind if I stay with them because they're like, Oh, I have my daughter with me. Yeah. But if I do move out, it's like, they really expect it to be like, I'm already married. And so, yeah. For sure. Okay. I'm Which is not going to happen. They already know now the show broke it to them. So yeah. <laughs> I have both like I so I was the oldest in the house and so I felt like time wise I was like if I want kids I need someone in five years or am I gonna be too old but lately I've just kind of been like the time it's gonna happen when it wants and I feel like also so society's kind of changing where like I feel like the 30s are like the new 20s compared yeah. to like back then and I'm like it's okay if like in my 40s is when I'm starting my family or finding someone and so definitely at least that's what helped me sleep at night <laughs> yeah I I agree because so I have family members like cousins who are on more of that path of one of my cousins got married when she was 36 has two kids mm. another of my cousins just got married at 34 and I think that that that's helping me Cause I know in my heart, like I'm not gonna rush into something just to be with someone. Cause mm-hmm. right. that's what I feel like. Why the divorce rate is so high is the pressure that maybe like our parents' generation felt. But it's still hard when I see a lot of my friends that are married and have kids. It's kind oh, of yeah. that comparing game, which I hate to do, and you know I tell myself not to do it, but it's like subconsciously, constantly comparing. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, my So my best friend, my cousin, and my sister all got married in the same year. Oh and that was a hard year for me. <laughs> I bet. Because they're like my my closest people. They're all married. And I'm like, I've never had a boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. So, and yeah. Yeah, I feel you. Do you feel like the majority of the time you can look at yourself and say, you know what? That's 
how it's it should be like you shouldn't settle but yeah. oh my gosh yes for sure then it's like the and also boys. I know I'm not ready yet I'm just like I need to find out and discover who I am way more than like finding someone who's going to complete me yeah I feel like I need myself to complete myself so yeah there you go <laughs> that's awesome yeah. I guess so the last question I want to ask you what is a piece of dating advice that you would give someone else that you know you should follow that maybe you don't follow oh I like this question let's see hmm okay so I haven't been dating but I know if I date I'm gonna want to do something right away like I'm gonna want to fuck right away <laughs> <laughs> like, I know I'm gonna want to like I have a lot of pent-up stuff happening right now but yeah my advice would be just to wait it out just to know how like you're feeling and the other person is feeling because again like you don't want to end up in a annoying situation with an asshole so Definitely, like, wait it out and see. I mean, the second date, that's fine. Just <laughs> but, <laughs> like, get past yeah, the first one. Okay. And you feel like that's hard to follow sometimes. I feel like for where I'm at right now, if I were to date, I know it'd be really hard to resist temptation. So, yeah. <laughs> Do you have I'm, any advice? Uh, I would I have good about to go on a date with even just the one message. I'm wild. And I think of this whole like storyline on our lives mm -hmm. when I just need to be like Kiki, like uh, just when you're going on a date, don't expect like this, this whole like life relationship, like just go have fun. And then mm -hmm. if you don't have fun, you know, like, like don't take it too seriously, I guess. Yeah. So my, that's my advice is like, go date, go have fun, do the research, you yep. know, <laughs> uh, don't get in your head and overthink like, what does this mean? Or are we like, you know, this whole exclusive thing because you know it's not that serious I feel like I do the same thing too now being a little bit like I know I'm not old but being a little bit older I'm like yeah all right well you know if I do want to have kids and I'm not sure if I do I want to get married like soon and then so you know I just met this guy so when are we going to get married like yeah girl stop so, <laughs> like, so relatable the same and it's hard I had a crush recently and I was already thinking like oh my god my first boyfriend can't wait and I never even <laughs> met him <laughs> but then you're like if I manifest it maybe it'll happen right oh yeah <laughs> uh, well those are both really good pieces of pieces of advice and I feel like I won't follow them because I <laughs> get in my own head <laughs> I know I should follow them because those are both like yeah see what actually is there beyond the physical and then see what's beyond see what's actually there beyond like your fantasy future yeah, oh but it's hard so. dating's hard oh my god it stresses me out yeah yeah i've also learned you everything i've been like i think natalie helps me like too picky so also like not having like a huge, like, okay, I think it is, it's, it's good or smart to have like some checkboxes, but I think I have like Santa's list of like expectations <laughs> oh, and I like don't need to do that. Yeah, I feel that. But maybe that's not the worst thing. Yeah. Maybe it's like finding a well, happy was, medium. 
Exactly, the balance. With Kiki, I'm like, Keeks, come on. <laughs> I get so annoyed with him because I'm like, he's cute. <laughs> like, yeah, balance, definitely balance. But no, thank you guys so much for, for that advice. Um, do you want to do like a, a plug on your podcast and just tell us kind of what's coming up in the future for you guys? Yes, perfect. So um, everyone listening, um, we would love it if you guys could start listening to Hope on Horny because our next episode, we will be interviewing a sex therapist, which will be so much fun. We are going to post a... Um, a poll so that you can submit your questions for that episode. So stay tuned on the Instagram that is at Hopeful and Horny. And then just follow Natalie and I on Instagram. I feel like that's our largest platforms right now. And we're both kind of on our separate journeys trying to start our careers. So we just appreciate any support. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm excited for that episode. That's going to be really cool. Yay. Uh, yeah, it will be. You should submit a question. I'll have to think. Yeah, no, because I, I feel like I'm still trying to, you know, branch out and like be more open and learn more about sex. Um, have you guys watched The Pleasure, The Principles of Pleasure on Netflix? I did. Yep. Okay, because I feel like that was like eye opening. I'm like, damn, like, yeah. I'm way too old not to know some of this. <laughs> stuff. Like, sex education is so important. Mm hmm. Um, well, thank you guys so much for coming on. Definitely, you know, like they said, follow them on Instagram. Submit your questions for the sex, th sex therapist. I can't talk today. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and good luck with everything. Well, definitely, I'm, I already follow you guys. So I'm going to, you know, look forward to your updates and everything. But thank oh, you for thank joining. You. Thank you. You're so nice and oh. so easy to talk to. I also love your hair. I was going to tell oh, you when I first you. saw it, I was like, oh, so pretty. I need to cut it. I haven't cut it since before, like, quarantine, so. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm trying to grow mine out, so. <laughs> it looks really good. Right. You guys both look amazing. <laughs> well, thank you for taking today. the time. Yes, you I love the title it. of your podcast, too. I was like, oh, oh. my gosh, this is going to be intense. <laughs> um, well, I feel like it's, like, very true. It's <laughs> taking years off my life. But um, if you guys are ever down to, to talk again, let me know. But for sure. Yes, for sure. we love to. All right. Thank you. Thank Bye. you, guys. Bye. Oh, my gosh. Kiki and Natalie, thank you guys so much. That was so fun. You guys are both so cool and easy to talk to and so open. And like I said, you're just like sex positivity and openness and, you know, willingness to share stuff about your life. Um that are really like vulnerable things and scary to share sometimes. I I appreciate it so much. And if you haven't listened to their podcast yet, go listen because it is not only hilarious, but also just like really uplifting and really, like I said, positive um, and, and has the conversations that we're told we shouldn't have, but there's no reason that we shouldn't be talking about sex. So thank you, Kiki. Thank you, Natalie. Best of luck with dating. I hope dating won't be the death of all of us um, or any of us because we deserve we deserve that perfect person and not perfect in the fact that there's nothing wrong with them or you know they don't have flaws because everyone does have flaws but we deserve that perfect person who's going to make us feel you know better and or like add more to our life you know and and be a charger and not a, a drainer um, in terms of our energy so thank you both. Go listen to Hopeful and Horny. I'm obsessed with that, with that title. 
Um, and then just for things that are coming up for this podcast, we are going to be talking with the Unlicensed podcast next week. And we're going to be speaking with Aaliyah and Jessica, who suggested the topics, um, the topic of X's last week, last episode. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, go listen. I open up about, you know, a pretty horrible experience in my life with a, an abusive toxic ex. So if you want to hear about my exes, go listen to that. If you want to listen as I talk with the Unlicensed podcast next week, stay tuned. Thank you to everyone for your continued support. I'm going to shout out again, Spill in the Beans. They are another podcast that I, I was on one of their episodes. They're just so cool, so knowledgeable when it comes to podcasts and really supportive. So if you haven't listened to their podcast, go do that. Other than that, be well, take care of yourselves. You know, if you have questions that you want me to talk about on the podcast, if you don't follow me already on Instagram, at dating will be the death of me. You can put uh, you can put questions on there. I also post a lot of polls, so you can definitely follow there just to kind of see where other people are with some topics. Um, today, I just did a check-in, seeing how everyone's doing, because it's just been uh, a week, and it's Monday. But anyways, good luck with everything that you have going on this week. If you have a date, hope it goes great. Hope... Um, you know, it doesn't feel like a waste of time, but like Kiki and Cabo told us, it's not a waste. It's literally just doing research. So go be your scientific self, go on some dates, and I will talk to you next time. Bye.